I'm actually kind of geeked and nervous about our next guest. I don't know why. Just had the president on a few weeks ago, and I was less nervous. Please welcome to the Scott Sand Show, Coach Lou Holtz. Coach, great to have you on. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Delighted to be with you. Thank you for asking me. Welcome uh, back to Big Ten country. I know you played here at Kent State and, and spent some time in uh, Columbus at The Ohio State. Well, that was a great experience for me in 68. I had to be in Ohio State. Well, we were fortunate enough to win the national championship, but what's really amazing is how close those players stay to one another. I have special prayer for Mark Devevic. He was our starting defense at the end. He's having some health problems at the present time. But the players just stay so close. But that was Woody Hayes. He, you know, as much as you looked at him from the outside, Woody Hayes could develop people and a love and a feeling and a camaraderie. And sometimes they all team banded together against Coach Hayes, but they were always together. And I think you hear that from a lot of the more successful college football programs around the country, uh, whether it be my Alabama National uh, Championship Crimson Tide teams or, or the Ohio State, State teams that have won and, and the teams you coached at Notre Dame. Well, you can't win without it. You know, as I tell the players come and go. Teammates last a lifetime. Are you a player or are you a teammate? And there's a difference. You go play the game, but with your teammates, you really care about your teammates. You put them first and foremost, and you subjugate your own personal welfare for the overall good of the team. That is what a teammate does. And great coaches with great teams, and you mentioned Nick Saban, he's certainly one of them, Urban Meyer, uh, Dabo Sweeney. They develop that feeling and love for one another. And when you get that, you, you win. And you, you don't win, you don't feel that way because you won you won because you feel that way about your teammates we have a goal and you have a role maybe your role is to cover kickoffs and you may not want to do that but i expect you to do that to the best of your ability or else you jeopardize our goal of winning which benefits the entire team you know coach at least uh, you and i and everybody listening that's an ohio state fan can all share one thing in common and that's our our dislike our hatred of clemson uh, whether it be Alabama Clemson, <laughs> Ohio State Clemson, or your infamous uh, career-ending game uh, from South Carolina against Clemson in '04. Well, it's a uh, it's just an intense rivalry there. You know, when Notre Dame played Southern Cal, that was a big rivalry, national. Uh, title implications on the line, but you never saw a Southern Cal alum. Where uh, South Carolina and Clemson, you can bet your bottom dollar, those people live next door to one another, and they just have a tremendous uh, dislike for one another on that particular game. That there is no neutral I, I'm for either side, but it is a great rivalry. There's no doubt about it. It's an intense rivalry, and sometimes it gets too bitter. It's those rivalry games like Ohio State-Michigan and Alabama-Auburn, Clemson-South Carolina, and uh, that that really drive fandom in college football. And, Coach, we've got a lot to talk about this afternoon, I know, so forgive me for, for, for diving right into to football here, but obviously uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on, on the teams like the Big Ten that have chosen not to play college football this year, Notre Dame essentially stepping in to save the ACC season. Well, I, I think they probably did. But to me, and I'm not on the inside, so I don't know really what would end the decision of the Big Ten or the Pac-12. But if it's an outsider, I say the reason that they aren't playing is because the players on both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten 
submitted an ultimatum to the conference if they take one. They wanted free medical for six years after eligibility was over. The Pac-12 wanted a percentage of the money to go such and such a place. And it was almost like a lawyer wrote it. So eventually what happened then, you sit there and you say, well, you know, we can't meet all those demands. And they say they won't play unless we do. Okay, we just won't play this year. We got good reason for it, justification. Uh, I can't believe it's all about health now. Don't get me wrong. At my age, I you know, you'd be scared of COVID. But young people think COVID is like cancer. If you get COVID, it's an automatic death sentence. I've talked to young people who are scared to death about it. However, I do not know of a college player who uh, was tested positive for COVID that ended up in the hospital. I don't know if anybody's been hospitalized. Yes, it's serious. Don't overlook it or anything. But it affects older people. It affects diabetic. It affects people with asthma, respiratory problems. But for young people, yeah, you'll be sick for a while, but it's not fatal. And everybody asks, well, if one person dies, well, I think there's something like 60 people under the age of 20 have uh, died from uh, COVID. And in Two years ago, there were 190 under 20 that died from influenza flu. I'm not minimizing it by any stretch of imagination, but what I am saying that there's sometimes a risk about life. And when you keep people out of school, particularly young people, you don't allow them to go to school, you don't allow them to interact, and, and particularly the people in deprived area that have to do it on computers and things along that line, they're the ones that really are suffering on this. And as you know, education is a big key to changing your life around. I know it changed mine completely. Is that going to be part of your story tonight? Uh, Coach Holtz, you're, you're scheduled to be one of the speakers for President Trump in night three of the RNC. Is that part of your story this evening? No, not really. Uh, my, my whole theme uh, tonight is that uh, when I look at, uh, you know, why do I think President Trump deserves another four years? Well, number one, you can trust him. You may not like what he says or treat, but you can trust him in this respect. That when he says he's going to do something, he does it. He says what he means, he means what he says. He's honored almost every commitment he made in 2016. He is totally committed to excellence. You know, you can do anything in this world if you make up your mind that you want to do something. You'll find a way. If not, you'll find excuses. Excuses are a lot easier to find than solutions. And the one thing about President Trump, he does get things done. He, he looks for, how can I get this done? This is what I want done. How can I do it? And the last thing, he really cares about people. When he talked about caring about people, I mean, let's look at it. What, what he is all for school choice. And, and to me, all the politicians in Washington send their children to private school, but because of the teachers' union, they will not let but the minority or the low-income people send their children to a private school because they won't have school choice. You look at abortion. You know, some people are Catholics in name only, but the Catholic Church will tell you one of the biggest things that you have to do in politics is support people that are pro-life, not pro-abortion. And you, you go look at Nancy Pelosi, you look at Joe Biden, particularly Cabela Harris, the, the, the role on abortion. So those are the three things. I trust him. He's committed to care, and I can give you ample reasons why I believe that on all of them. And that is going to be the theme of my talk tonight.
Coach Holtz, do you see any similarities between being the president of the United States and being a head football coach? Because I've got to imagine, as uh, well-respected as you are and how, as successful as you were, uh, that success did not come uh, from every player loving you all the time. They may love you now, but they may not have loved you out there doing uh, three days. No, I tell you what, I often said if I got murdered, the police wouldn't even investigate it because we'd have 120 suspects on our team. Uh, but but the thing is, I told them this. I, I said, man, everything I'm going to do is going to be in your benefit in the long run. You may not see it now, but you got to trust me. You do what I asked you to do for four years. I'll do what you asked me to do for the next 40 years. And thank God the 40 years are almost up because they're wearing me out. But the, the players... The players have really, you know, they came to me and they started what they call Holtz's Heroes now. Everybody played me for me at Notre Dame, you know, gotten together. And I said, as long as it's not social, well, they have over half a billion dollars in scholarship to, for, for educate the children of deceased athletes. I don't, I don't know how many athletes we've had died that played for it. Uh, Notre Dame's only one time have they given their Alumni Volunteer of the Year award to an organization. They gave it to Holtz's Heroes because they run the food bank in like 157 cities, three countries. Uh, they're working with Ben Carson and his office on their vision centers going into different areas. So, you know, they, they really and truly, uh, I, I can have nothing but the utmost respect. And since my wife passed away, we less than two months ago, the outpouring of support that I've received from former players, not just Notre Dame, South Carolina, Arkansas, NC State, William and Mary, uh, you know, is just marvelous to see the love and the feeling. And, you know, I just talked to them about being able to trust each other and let's be committed. We care that, you know, we're not talking about nuclear physics, but I also believed in fundamentals. People say, what do you want on your tombstone? Want to say, I told you I was sick. Nobody believes that, but if you aren't <laughs> going to put that on it, please put on it. He believed in fundamentals, and I learned that from Woody Hayes. He had great fundamentals. So you give them fundamentals, give the players something they do, the man they do it, build the love, the feeling among one another, and then get in the locker room so they're simple. You don't want you don't want the dog in reaction to him, but come here, boy. You want the ones that sick of so yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I miss it. I think athletes are a little bit different today because everybody got a trophy. They're no valedictorian. They're no homecoming queen, et cetera. But in dealing with millennials now, and I know my grandchildren are millennials, but I, I don't know the standard for my expectations. But what I've learned that what I say to my grandchildren is not near as important as my tone of voice. And my tone of voice is not near as important as my facial expression. So the matter I get, the more I smile, the softer I speak, but I don't lower the standards or expectations. Uh, you know, to kind of tie everything to, together, a lot of that could be compared to the way President Trump communicates as well and and the fundamentals of, of his administration. Sometimes he misses some of the blocking and tackling, uh, in my opinion, but he's, <laughs> he's getting the job done. Well, that, that that's the way I look at it, and particularly when you say the the rioting and everything else. I, I think the shooting of the minority people is absolutely insane. And let, let, let's, let's prosecute them, let them have a trial, but doggone it, uh, really go after them, get the facts, et cetera, and, you know, move on there. But 
people are starting to take the law into their own hands, saying, well, we're going to do this, or we don't like this, or we're going to tear down this person's building or destroy things along that line. That's not the way. When I was raised, it was one thing. It was taught in everybody's home, but it was also reinforced in the school. The one thing I was taught, and I, and I was born during the Depression. We didn't have much. I was born in a cellar. My father had a third-grade education, but the one thing I was taught was respect. Respect for your parents, respect for teachers, respect for coaches, respect for elders, and respect for the law. And if you don't show people respect, then you aren't going to have any self-respect yourself. And that was taught on me at home and reinforced in the schools. But it was taught more by the nuns than it was in the public school, which I went to the first eight years of Catholic grade school, but there wasn't a Catholic high school within 25 miles. But I'm not saying anything against public schools, but teaching people to respect one another, and that goes for the police as well. What's happened to a couple of those instances that absolutely upsets me. I'm sure it upset anybody in this world and say we can't tolerate that. Justice has to be done. But justice isn't done by going down and burning down the neighbor's home. I, that's just my feeling. Coach Lou Holtz here on the Scott Sancho. Coach, uh, we wish you the best tonight. Break a leg uh, at the RNC night three. I, I need to ask you before we're done, Coach, though, if there were a full 2020 season, who would be the national champions? And I'll give you the options of Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Alabama. I, I would have to. I, I'd have to go with Ohio State. That's my personal feeling. I think it, they'll be every bit as good as they were last year. And the one play changed that game around. Notre Dame dominated that game until they called roughing the passer on the individual, which I didn't think was. Gave him a first down, then the quarterback scrambled for a touchdown, et cetera. But I think Ohio State was a better football team last year, and I, I think that Ohio State would uh, beat Clemson if they were to play. But that's something you ask me hypothetical because we are going to have a real 2020 season. So I think it'll be between Notre Dame and Clemson, the ACC game. And I think that Alabama will probably prevail. LSU just lost too much. Yeah, uh, just put, just let Alabama and Clemson play the best of three, and that'll be the national championship. Coach Lou Holtz on this show. Watch him tonight. He's one of the speakers in night three of the RNC. I'm Scott Sands. It's News Radio 1370 and 92.9 FM.